0: Welcome to Insights for Manufacturing, a podcast that supports the UK manufacturing sector. Hosted by Jeff Beecham, the Manufacturer's Recruiter. Hello and welcome to Insights for Manufacturing. I'm delighted to welcome my guest today, Angela Lawler, who is the Managing Director of Marvellous Manufacturing. Welcome to the show, Angela.
1: Thank you, Jeff. Lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: You're very welcome. You're very welcome. And I mean, we've known each other for probably, I don't know, a couple of years.
1: Yeah.
0: um, Met on a number of occasions, normally exhibitions. Yes. And yeah, built up a a great relationship. And over that period, you've you've gone from not just supporting UK manufacturing and getting involved with STEM and those sort of things, but you've set up your own business. And that's what we're here to talk about today, marvellous manufacturing. So can you share a little bit about, your background, Angela, and, and really what inspired you to start yeah, I suppose, Marvellous Manufacturing?
1: Those are a couple of things, really, Jeff. I mean, I, you know, I, before we went into lockdown, I worked as a contractor for Jaguar Land Rover. And um, uh, latterly, I, I actually set up an asset reuse scheme for them. So when a yeah. production line came to the end of its life, I would go down there and I would asset tag, catalogue and photograph um, <clears throat> every piece of kit and then see where we could use it in new production lines or other areas of the business. And to be quite honest, I I used to be down there, and I would be the only woman down there, full PPE, crawling about robot cells. And I used to think, I love my job. I absolutely love... You'd often see me with two-metre by two-metre pieces of Bosch Guardian slinging them about, you know, (laughs) because I don't want to go and ask the guys to help me. So I'd be the stuff about and i loved it and yeah got dirty hands who cares i could always go and wash them afterwards you know yeah but as, you know as i say see, why haven't we got more women down here doing this why haven't we got more young people down here and i, I think that's sort of that's what sparked it originally you know and then, of course, when we went into lockdown and and um, jail, I got rid of all of us contractors because obviously I had no way of supporting us. It it sort of I st- I started to think about manufacturing, and I really missed it. I miss not being in it. I think it's definitely in my blood, without a doubt. Um. So I started then connecting with more people on LinkedIn, more manufacturers, and people within the industry, and that's when I started to hear that we were having a huge problem with young people coming in. Mm. And I couldn't understand that. I think because I love it so much, because I enjoy it so much, I couldn't understand. Why wouldn't anybody else want to come and do this? You know, There are lots and lots of different types of jobs that you can do. I mean, I could tell you about every piece of a kit, you know, in JLR that I worked with, about the robots, about the grippers, the tool changes. I could tell you everything but i'm not an engineer i've got no engineering qualifications people like me who are more creative more hands on and learn on the job i feel we're missing out on those young people because we focus so much on stem and science no. and maths we're missing out on a another huge um, tranche of, of young people and i think this is all this sort of inspired my passion why aren't we getting young people in why aren't they hearing about all the amazing thing that manufacturers are doing, and yeah. and and it just really took off from there. I think Jeff, we've well,
0: you've, you've hit a, a point there that that sort of resonates with me in that you know science, engineering, maths. I, I I'm just I mean I don't know the the actual figures, but you know I would imagine that there are a lot of youngsters that are either worried about applying for. Certain roles, or an apprenticeship, or an engineering apprenticeship, if they haven't got a maths exam pass, or they haven't got a good grade in in maths. I mean, maths isn't for everybody. No, um, but you can pick up certain elements of maths that that you need for a role. I mean, a lot of the stuff in the maths curriculum uh you don't you don't need for so much in in life. Really, yes. I, I know they've got to teach a broad range of stuff. And for some roles, you will need a really high level of academic achievement in, in whatever topic. But maths, oh, I, I think it's it's going to put a lot of people off straight away, and they're probably going to assume I can't do that because I didn't get maths, or, or you know, I, there's no point in me applying for that because they're going to want a, a, a good maths result, you know. And
1: again, yeah. I think when you're learning maths in school you're learning out of a textbook and you don't know how it applies to jobs in real life. Yeah. And again, I think we need to show students that that connection, this is why you're learning this, this is where you would use it, you know. Yeah. I, I must admit, I didn't do particularly well at maths. However, number formations absolutely fascinate me. I love numbers. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe if my maths teacher had picked up on that or I'd expressed an interest, Maybe things could have been differently. Maybe I'd have done a lot better, you know. So, again, it's it's and, and I know I understand it's hard when you've got a class full of 30 students and you've got noisy ones and those that don't want to work. And, you know, I know it's hard because you haven't got time to devote to each student. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there, but I really think we need to make it more relatable to the workplace.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. So marvelous manufacturing, then it, it's up and running. You've you've hit the ground running. You've got a, a number of successes under your belt already. I know. Yeah. What can you just tell our audience about the range of services that you're providing, and and who are they for? So what 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 do you do in essence?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, the the, the main thing is for manufacturers, because I know that there are manufacturers out there who would like to engage with schools. I yeah. haven't got a clue where to even start and it is quite difficult to connect with schools because careers leaders are busy and yeah. you, you need to find where your local school is find who the contact is then try and get hold of them and so for manufacturers it's very much a, oh I haven't got time to do any of that so so what I try to do is I try to work with manufacturers and there's three levels either I can help you and show you how to connect with the schools how to plan out your program of engagement and give you some tips and advice and just send you on your way with the toolbox okay. or i can do more hand-holding where i help you to create your program i will connect with the schools for you um, and do all that groundwork initially Or the third is that I will actually do everything for you and I will go into schools for you and deliver that programme to your local schools as though I work for your manufacturing facility. So there's, there's three levels really, really dependent on how the manufacturers want to get involved and how much time they've got. But I would say for any manufacturer, you're probably looking at about four hours a year. Now, in the big scheme of things, that isn't a huge amount of time to actually go into schools. And if you've worked with me and we've got your programme sorted out, you're going in fully armed to deliver a real value to your business because you will get something out of it. So it's manufacturers. I also work with associations. So I've worked with quite a few associations where they actually want their members to engage. But again, they they need to something to encourage their members so I've actually written how-to guides for the okay. members yeah and I've created a presentation based on that particular association with a script to go with it so they can give that to their members and say here's your presentation here's your script you can now go into the schools and do this so that's another service that I offer and then obviously last of all this is the students and schools themselves yeah when, when you look for information about manufacturing as a student, most of it is very high level and yeah. the students don't understand it. And I wanted to create something that's easy for them to read, easy for them to relate to and to understand. So on my website I've got um, several students pages with information about different types of manufacturers, different types of jobs that you can do. I've even got some of my LinkedIn connections have mapped out their career pathway so that the students can read about how they started off as apprentices. Yeah. There's an apprenticeship page with information on, there's a page with videos on as well so that for them to look at so that's all for the students and for the school so it's a little bit of resource for them
0: okay yeah so you're providing a an essential link really between manufacturing the school so the education manufacturing and then the wider industry in terms of associate trade trade associations yes. really
1: yeah absolutely right. yeah okay yeah
0: have there been any sort of standout moments for you so far with marvelous manufacturing you know a, a particular project or what what's been what's given the, the, you the greatest level of sort of pride and satisfaction so far
1: i think um one of the projects that i'm working on at the moment an amazing manufacturer um and it's really exciting and what we've done is we've set a competition for some local schools Okay. But we're actually bringing the teachers into the manufacturer's facility before before the competition is launched and then during the course of the competition which will be over a complete school term yeah. we're actually bringing the students in as well um to the manufacturing facility so we've got four schools that we're working with but what really got me was that my client said to me I've actually created a fifth team and I said oh okay what who's your 15 and they said my apprentices brilliant yep so they've actually set the project for their own apprentices so that their own apprentices can work with their engineers in the business get to know them better get to understand the parts and everything that they're using better and i thought what what an amazing idea so when when you when you work on projects like that you think yes you know this is worth it this is what i do it for (laughs) <laughs> oh that's
0: amazing and, yeah. and obviously the, the feedback that you will get from the apprentice side of things that that is you can relate that then to the the school kids can't you because yeah. there's not going to be hardly any age difference they might you know the apprentices might be a year or two older these are the these are the people that have just been on this journey these are the learns and what they've what they have found from it so a,
1: absolutely a great and source
0: of inspiration
1: absolutely and 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 the person who's actually created the competition only graduated from uni a few years ago. And they went to one of the schools that we do taking the competition into. So he remembers doing these workshops and competitions himself in school. Yep. So he yep. he's been quite enthusiastic about creating that. So, again, you know, just great.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Mm what's um have you had any sort of challenges angela you know i mean setting up any sort of business is a challenge in itself um manufacturing (laughs) as you know you've worked in it and now you're working you know providing services into manufacturing what what sort of challenges or roadblocks have you have you sort of come up against whilst you were setting up marvelous manufacturing because i'm sure it hasn't been all all (laughs) uh, all roses
1: not at all I I think, think one of the I think one of the greatest sadnesses for me is that I'm constantly being contacted by schools and they want me to go in and deliver assemblies or deliver workshops to the students yeah but obviously they haven't got the funding and I can only do so much free work yes um so it you know it's difficult for me because I, I have to say no a lot of the time I have to say I'm really sorry I can't do it and that really hurts me because it's a missed opportunity yeah. and it's it's been very difficult because when you look at fundings and grants that's available there's nothing because I think because I'm quite niche in what I'm doing yeah there's just nothing there to help you know if if there was some funding available which said yep here's a transfer money and i can go into and deliver so many programs in so many schools yeah that would be absolutely brilliant so i think that's probably been my biggest challenge really is um not only the fact that i you know i I have to say no but it's just the frustration of it
0: yeah i I spend a lot of time sort of berating the schools because i don't think they do anywhere near enough to to signpost manufacturing as as a career option but now you know you're saying you're being contacted by loads of schools that actually want somebody to come in and talk to the kids about manufacturing well surely there, there needs to be more funding made available mm-hmm. for this type of thing you know we, we've got a huge gap in the in the in the labor pool haven't we you know yeah. skill skilled people are retiring every single year mm-hmm. the problem's not going away so we need to be focusing as much on the the early stage of the of the of the talent pipeline as what's already in out there in the industry um
1: absolutely and yeah again interestingly i can start to see the careers um landscape is now changing i've actually been contacted by quite a few schools who They want manufacturers to go in and either work with their teachers to look at the lesson planning and make sure that the lessons they're delivering meet the future skills need. Or they want manufacturers to go in and, as we were saying earlier, show the students how what they're learning relates to that. And I think that we'll get a lot more of this going on as time goes by. They're beginning to see the value in that. But again, you know schools are coming to me and they're saying right here's a huge list of what we're teaching over the next three terms can you find any manufacturers that do this 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 and again it's a huge pull on my time yeah to try and match them up with people
0: yeah. who
1: can help them free of charge <laughs> you know so it's yeah. uh, what can i say
0: It's <laughs> a it's a it's a real conundrum isn't it yeah I mean the willingness is there mm.
1: for the
0: schools, but they haven't got the budget. So right. So yeah. how do we how do we get around that then? I mean, there are there are organizations like Engineering UK and other other organizations that are sort of, you know, providing that link, you know, between STEM and industry. But clearly that not not enough's being done. If we need more youngsters into manufacturing and we're saying we've got to get more kids interested. And now the schools are saying, can somebody come in and help with this? Can somebody how how is that? We're not going to get over that problem if the schools haven't got money to pay people to come in and ed- educate them and the teachers on different things and to help introduce the kids. So do we do we need a specific fund from the government? Do we need does it need to be a, a charity set up to I, I don't know. I haven't got the answer. Yeah. I'm I just thinking out loud we all know about this problem skills in manufacturing now the schools are starting to wake up thank goodness yeah but now there's there's no funding for it so the problem is just going to perpetuate to a degree because nobody there aren't going to be enough people to volunteer their time Mm. with the expertise the knowledge the willingness the the passion that you've clearly got because you're oozing passion about what you do we need more people like you going out doing this but nobody Nobody should do it for free. Yeah, sure. Certainly not on the level that you're doing it. You know, people volunteer a few hours here, a few hours there, but you know, yeah. your you know, this is your your business and this is what you do full time. So you need to be paid for that but clearly there's a huge need for it so
1: oh yeah absolutely there Mm -hmm. really is and and I I love the fact that schools are now starting to go down this route I think it's incredibly important for the students you know yeah um but I I, like you Jeff I'm not sure what the answer is you know I'm not sure whether we could get some of the big um you know like engineering UK and all of those whether we could get them involved i'm always open to collaboration i'm always open to ideas and working with people you know um because for me if we can solve a problem um if we can help if we can get more people signposted let's do it yeah
0: yeah absolutely so i mean here's here's another thing you know traditionally manufacturing it has been known as as a sort of male dominated industry sector that has started to change. Probably not anywhere near as quick enough. But what what are you seeing at the moment in terms of the the youngsters and the people that you're working with? Maybe the the schools, the end businesses, the manufacturers themselves, the further education. You know the the apprenticeship providers. Are you actually seeing a, a higher percentage of Females actually coming in to that process, you know, at the early stage, or
1: no, no, it's right. it's. I don't think it's changed much at all, and it, it's a real shame. And and I do try to target, um you know, more young women when I go into schools, yeah. and it's very difficult because if you say to them, "Have you thought about a career in manufacturing?" and they just sort of go, "Oh no," you yeah. know, <laughs> so yeah. so so then I have to make them start thinking about you know things that are relatable to them things that they might be able to change by being in manufacturing yeah. um and 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 you do get that little light bulb moment sometimes um and it's i think again it's getting the message across okay you are going to get your hands dirty at times but it doesn't matter you can still go home and look gorgeous when you get home you know Absolutely. um it really doesn't matter but it's it's such an exciting industry to be in yeah and there are so many options it doesn't you because we say manufacturing it doesn't mean say you're going to stand on a production line all your life we need people in hr marketing yeah. you know there are lots and lots of ways you can get involved and in fact when i was at jlr i I was I was very proud to um, talk to one of the managers there. She was she managed the forklift trucks in JLR, mm. and she told me she was the first for female forklift truck driver at JLR all those years ago. And I thought, what an amazing woman, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And and but it's there's so so few and far between. Um, it's a real shame. I, I was talking to somebody the other week, and she said her friend had always wanted to be a welder, but she wouldn't enrol on a course because she knew there would be only uh, males on the course. Yeah. And I see, "Well, how do we change that?" You know.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a difficult one. But like, as you say, you know, I mean, there's things like purchasing. You know, you could be a buyer. Yeah. Um, You know, the fact that you do a, you know, a manufacturing or an engineering apprenticeship for, you know, two or three years to give you an all round understanding of engineering and manufacturing, Mm -hmm. you could then start going down different avenues. Quality being one, sales. Health um, and safety. Account management, health and safety. There are so many (laughs) things, you know. If if you're gonna be a good procurement manager or a procurement director of the future, you're gonna go into the buying environment you know you've got to know a little bit about the commodities the materials the processes yeah um it will set you in good stead but it doesn't mean to say you're gonna be working for the rest of your career on the factory floor that's right right.
1: Yeah. yeah so it is an
0: interesting one and what about the the sort of the language the terminology the sort of um etiquette if you like but you know i suppose youngsters have got a a way of communicating that maybe people like you and i we, we've moved on we've grown up been at work for god knows how many years so we we have a way of communicating and particularly within manufacturing there's a bit of a a lingo a bit of a terminology everybody <laughs> really knows what everyone else is on about but there's a huge gap between articulating all of this to a youngster and yeah i know some of the work that you're doing is with with the manufacturers and the schools but what what is it is there a particular way or a particular process that you're using or, or trying to teach others how to engage with with the next generation because it's no good just yeah. saying we need apprentices we need some young people to come and work in our factory what 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 sort of language are you using are, is there any sort of it's- a, approach that, that that you need to that you need to use
1: it's 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 really really important the language that you use um the report that engineering uk um commissioned um one of the things that i i read in that was that a lot of the apprenticeship posts will use the word technician in the job description okay and it will put young people off applying because they don't consider themselves to be a technician right simple things like that the use of language is really important, you know. And I say to people, you, the language that you use in your business, you might understand it, and your employees might understand it, but it's gobbledygook to a fifteen-year-old. It really, <laughs> yeah. is, you yeah. know. So it's really important on your website if you have a careers page. Think about the language that you're using when you're talking students. Think about your language in your presentation. Yeah. It was quite funny actually because when we were at the um advanced engineering a couple of weeks ago um i was talking to one of the manufacturers that was exhibiting there and they developed a machine to take into schools, specifically to take into schools and what happened was as the air was sucked out of the machine a balloon inside inflated and the lady i was talking to said well we, we invented this and we have taking it into schools but the kids look really bored they look as though they're half asleep when we show them and i said to them so how can they relate to it and she went mm, i don't know so i said when i go into schools one of the first things i say is that if it wasn't for manufacturing we'd all be living like neanderthals yep you have to hunt our own food so forget kfc and at that point this woman put her hand up and she went hang on a minute our machines are used to extract the spices for kfc there's your relatability yeah. that's where you should be targeting them yeah. and that is really important you've got to have that relatability
0: a really good point i've spoken a load of times on, on linkedin about you know how can how can manufacturing businesses in general showcase themselves to attract the right sort of talent. Now, it could be from the boardroom down to shop floor. Doesn't matter if you're if you're hiring people at any level. It's not just well we've got a job and we're going to interview you for this job and if we think you're right, you can come and join our company. No, no, no. It's a very much a two way thing. Yeah, and you're not sending out the right signals. You're not being really proud and transparent and inspiring somebody. Absolutely compelling them to listen. Or to take
1: notice you're not going to get the successes in, no. in hiring the people that you want no so treat 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 your future employees the same way you treat your future prospects yes. nurture them use the right language find their pain points and direct content related to them
0: it's got to be it's got to be relevant hasn't it
1: yeah
0: yeah yes. okay so for any manufacturing businesses or, or schools, for that matter, looking to partner to promote manufacturing as a career, what, what advice would you give them, Angela, based on your you know experience of what you've set up?
1: I, I think, you know, basically what we've been talking about earlier, it's it's really important that we, get across to students you know the different types of career that they can have yeah it's not just all about stem that if you're creative there's a a place for you the different options okay university is a route it certainly is but so is apprenticeships it's a great route. you know it's great way to earn and learn and uh, again it's the different types of manufacturers that we've got it's letting the, the students understand All those different options, because how can we expect them to make an informed choice if they're not armed with all the facts? It's simple as that. So it's really getting that information across to them, and you know, letting them know there is a great choice of careers.
0: Absolutely, and just going back to something you said earlier, you know, around you know, collaboration, collaborating. Mm -hmm. You know, we we see collaboration in. In business for commercial reasons, you know, uh, certain businesses collaborate together to come up with a new idea for the market to make it happen and all the rest of it. Is there enough collaboration between the various stakeholders in this topic, i.e., industry, education? uh, I want to say education, further education. So, you know, your training and apprenticeship providers, and then the schools themselves. I mean, I know there's some really, really fantastic work going on. People like, you know, Adam Tipper for with Next Gen Makers, Make UK, loads of apprenticeship academies doing a great job. But does the whole thing need to get a lot even closer? You know, it's it, it's. I don't it know. It does.
1: It does because there are so many and there are so many stem providers going into schools and as, as we've said earlier there's so many organizations and associations all pushing you know you've got like designer technology association even yep. even gatsby are jumping on the panel now you know and trying to engage with employers and trying to get them into schools um there are so many boats in the sea
0: yeah
1: we should all be on one ship yes simple as that yeah not fighting each other not oh you're stepping on my toes we should all be on one ship because we've all got one aim and one great course
0: and i think there is uh, we should use that as a strap line uh shouldn't we you know we should all be in this together yeah. um, well, what we need to do is keep talking about it. There's there's the first start, and hence that's yep. what we're doing today. Brilliant. Okay, so in terms of the future, um, marvelous manufacturing. What's what's in the calendar, Angela? What what have you got planned? Anything exciting in development that you can that you can talk to us about? How what's the next twelve months looking like?
1: It's looking pretty good, to be quite honest, Jeff. It's. Um, just seeing the momentum grow over the last 12 months, it's yeah. just been really good. And I'm getting more and more people now are starting to connect with me and message me and say, they're either saying, I think you're doing a brilliant job, love what you're doing, or really like to get involved, or they're saying, Okay, how how can we do this? You know, what can yeah. we do? Because we want to do something now. And it's 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 so nice, you know. I I went to see somebody um couple of weeks ago they don't need to employ apprentices they only have one a year or so and and they they don't have any problem they don't need really to do anything with me or to engage with schools but they want to because they feel no they need to help to get that word out there yeah. and i really admire companies like that good for you you know and a good it's because it's it's great for your um, corporate and social responsibility as well to show that you're okay. doing stuff like that so yeah it's it's lovely to have so many positive messages coming through all the time and um I'm hoping that there's going to be a few very, very exciting things happening in the new year, which I can't talk about at the moment,
0: but. Okay, <laughs> oh, you've got me now. I'm, I'm I'm wondering what all that's about. So we'll have to have a catch up on yeah. the other side of uh,
1: Absolutely. Christmas
0: and find out what's going on. So, um, okay. Well, Angela, it's been a pleasure to, to talk to you today about marvelous manufacturing and all the opportunities out there for youngsters in, in the sector. So thanks for, for joining me. That wraps <laughs> up another episode of Insights for Manufacturing. So I hope the listeners and viewers have enjoyed the show. And look out for the next episode of Insights for Manufacturing.
1: See you next Thank time. Thanks, <laughs>
0: Bye-bye.